This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So... The only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via other participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see mcdonalds.com. A disappointing one, another punch on the nose to uh, use uh, Holden's uh, phrase after the two uh, recent defeats. Uh, it was City 1, Norwich City 3. So the Canaries shoot down the Robins, City shooting decidedly down towards the middle of the table. Joining me this afternoon, Dave Febbs, Mark and uh, Ian, four of us, other people joining in as well. Send you text messages if you're listening live. Um, guys, um, not entirely unexpected, but I'll come to you first, Dave, as I always do. Quick synopsis of the game in total. Um, for me, game, game lost by three centre-backs who don't mark. Simple as that. First 45, it's just criminal the way they defended. It's, it's not a surprise that Kuki plays in those little gaps between centre-backs. And no one took responsibility for marking. You can't even blame it on not handing over marking, you know, by poor communication because they didn't mark him in, you know, full stop. I just that cost us the game, and and you know, there's not a lot more to be said than that. You know, we would talk about you know some of the finer points in terms of semi positives, perhaps as well later on. But that, that's, that's, the, that's the that's the brunt of the issue for me. <laughs> that's the brunt of the issue. <laughs> Nice little pun there. Um, Ian, you next. Quick synopsis of the game before we uh, dissect it. Well, I predicted a 3-1 defeat on um, on Twitter before we started the game. As soon as I saw the team, I was most disappointed. Like I say, the man is fixated with playing wingers and strikers in midfield when the only place we've really got uh, an oversupply, particularly when Williams and Walsh come back, uh, is in centre midfield. And as soon as I saw it, I agree with Dave. That one of the problems you get on it with a back three, if they've only got, particularly if they've only got one striker to mark, is that everybody thinks someone else is uh, picking him up. But they were, all three of them, guilty of ball watching. And nobody marked the runs. More importantly than that, no one got their midfield players' heads down so they couldn't just look up yeah. And chip the ball over the top and pick him up at any time. Yeah. And, and um, that is just, 
I'm ever so sorry to say this, but that is just amateur showtime. And even though we're four, arguably five players short of our best 11, those players, well, we think two of them are back after the international break. The rest of them, well, Weinman's out for the season. Mawson and Baker, I've got no real confidence. We'll see them after Christmas. So, um, yeah, I think we've got, I think we've got a, a real, real problem. No. Okay, let, let's come to Mark. Mark, what is your, your quick sort of very brief synopsis uh, of that of that 90 minutes? Yeah, they were right. a Premier League team last season, so, you know... Yeah. We, yeah, I mean, they, we, we know they're going to pass the ball, Crips. Believe they did. They did. We knew that they were going to be clinical. They were. City had to be right on top of their game today, but the suicidal defending in the first 15 minutes cost, cost them the game before we dragged ourselves back into it. The first one, uh, Steeperman plays the ball between uh, O'Dowda and Viner, but they're nobody's touch tight defending. They know that pass is coming. Pookie's on the move and shoots it past uh, Bentley. The second and third goals are passes from their own half, from defenders. The left centre-back, yeah. Gibson, uh, for the uh, the second one. And Sorensen, the uh, the left-back, uh, for the third one. From inside their own half, be behind the defence, especially the 47th minute when C. All they had to do was see it out to half see the game out. Yeah. They, dra yeah. they dragged themselves back into the game. Although Norwich, you know, they, they were going through the gears. And it was, it was criminal. But the first... The first 15 minutes, no Disaster. pressure on the ball in midfield. 4-2-3-1 for Norwich, but it was really 4-2-4 as soon as uh, O'Dowda uh, and uh, and Patterson were on the wrong side. They just poured through us, and it looked like yeah. we were going to concede a hatful. Bentley was did. magnificent. I give him an eight today. He was yeah, well, we come on to the markings, we come on to the yeah. markings uh, later, uh, and you're absolutely right yeah, about Bentley. I mean, I saw the, uh, well, looking at the, the lineup, it was four players coming in, De Silva, Martin, Wells and Brunt. I don't know why he uh, rested back in some, was it because he was tired, because Patterson had played 90 minutes, two games running, almost certainly uh, in the middle of the week there. So strange lineup. And then I saw Holden's pre-match interview and it was uh, one of the things he said, this is a new team. Really? There were only two starters in that starting lineup that weren't there before he came to the club. That was Brunt and Martin. And then he said, we've only been together 12 weeks. So he was getting his excuses in early. And as you said, Mark, you know, those two early goals, I mean, it was like watching the Aston Villa game, really, where, you know, the game was all over, bar as far as the contest was concerned, with those two goals on six and 13 minutes. And then Wells uh, set up Patterson, shot powered by Cruel. Patterson dinked it again into Hunt. Did you think on 14 minutes, Dave, after we got that goal back, that maybe we could turn it round or Norwich demonstrated they really were, you know, shit outside that meant business on the afternoon. It's, it's difficult, Dave. I think, you know, if you give up goals like that in the first 10 minutes, there's a good chance you're going to give up goals like that all the way through the game unless you do something about it. Mm. So, you know, optimistically, you always hope, don't you, you get a goal back. And, you know, there, there were chances. Let's, let's, let's not, you know, beat around the bush here. We did, we did create a lot of chances today against a, a team like that. And that wasn't by going gung-ho either. It's just, you know, we did build up some good stuff, but you always fancied that Norwich would pick us off on the break and, you know, they could have scored two, three, four more in the, in the second half. You know, and it could have been 0 7 one couldn't it? Just a little one there in the back of Sean Connery passing away today. 
I know, I know. Somebody put that on Twitter today. You know, City have lost Naki Wells, Mr. Penalty, and one of uh, that particular person, and I'd say mine as well. Greatest actors of uh, a generation, uh, sadly, uh, no longer with us. But uh, Ian, you know, after we weathered that storm and came back, what were your uh, thoughts on the the remainder of the first half? Because we did have chances. Cruel did uh, a very good save. Uh, Naki Wells maybe not at his best today, but. Uh, you know, take it. Take us through. Uh, take us through the balance of the first half. In the first half, Dave. Um, I mean, it, oh, let's look. Let's look at the first half. We conceded two terrible goals. I mean, I'm I'm the first bloke in the crowd to clap if the away side puts one in the top corner from forty yards or thirty five yards, right? Because it's very difficult to defend against that. But our defending was amateur in the first half. The whole aspect of the midfield was wrong, and I said that before the game. We started with three left-wingers in midfield and three central midfield three central midfield players on the bench. Um, and it, it, the shape of the team was just wrong. Now, it's fair to say that we could have scored three or four goals today. That's absolutely fair. But it's also fair to say that Norwich could have scored somewhere between 8 and 12. Yeah. yeah. So you, it's not a five-a-side game. You, you, you cannot play like that against the better sides, which is why we very, very rarely beat them. Yeah. And my overarching point about the whole thing, and I've been talking about this midfield, boring people to death about this for ever since Holden took over, um, that it isn't going to take us to the next level, which is why Lee Johnson was sacked. Yeah. All right. The point was we need someone to take us to the next level. And so we sacked Lee Johnson, which I wasn't against in any way, shape, or form. Mm. We then spend six weeks to find a bloke this, um, that lives in Bedminster. You know, well, he was it, part it, of the problem. He was part of the. Yeah, he was being part of the problem for four yeah, years. There's a whole thing about it. If I say that and talk about going forward, let's just finish yeah, off. I think we have to stop going action. back. I mean, and, back yeah, I mean, stuff. we've been there and we've been there and we've done that to death. And people putting it on the forum, you know, it, 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 it's, it's. Uh, let me, let me come to you, uh, Mark. The, the final stages of the first half. This lab, Winida, he uh, drew a great save from Bentley. Oh, took one in yeah. the face. Of, Two went in the face of the team, and then that second goal, when it uh, when it uh, sorry third goal when it did go, it, it was a carbon copy of uh, the second. I mean, but he, he took the ball well, didn't he, uh, Mark Bonita? When that uh, yeah, Buendia. yeah, it was played. It was played by Ben Gibson. I mean, he was a, he was a left centre back who they got from Burnley. I think we looked at him uh, a couple of seasons ago, and all he's done, he's no pressure on him. He played it from the left hand side over over the top to Buendia, but he's on the move. But Callas. Callas is out of position. He's training in his wake. So he's on to Taylor Moore. Both wing-backs are pushed up. They knew, they did their own work. They knew where, where the gaps were and he just not, knocks it in, takes it in his stride and knocks it in. It was a cracking finish. But don't yeah. make it easy for the opposition. Yeah. You know, yeah. we've been moaning the likes of teams like Cardiff City, you know, play functional football. But sometimes against better teams, you've got to do that. And you've got to, you've got to earn your right and be competitive. That would have been a better starting point today. Not play open stuff. It's all right for the viewing public, but you're going to get hammered most weeks if you do it. It's as simple no. as that. 
That's true. And if that, second, if that third one hadn't gone in on the stroke of half time, it would have given a platform to build from uh, the second. Ian, how did you think uh, uh, Martin played today? On the hour, he did that stunning 25-yard uh, curler that, uh, you know, just, just hit, the, uh, hit the post. That was a good effort. Do you think his contribution was sound today? I thought Martin had, had a, a decent game. And up to the point, um, he missed... Well, I think I was going to say Wales was more involved than he normally is, but he missed a lot of chances and the penalty. Um, and uh, But I don't think our forwards were the problem. I mean, Martin brought a very good save from Cruel, and then Well should have scored, but then again, yeah. he was offside. So, you know, I think there's a reason. You look at Timor Puki, I mean, what would he be if he moved 20 million to somebody in the Premier League? Yeah, easily, um, easily. And Wales, would we get five million quid off a championship club for Wales now? I'm not 100% yeah. sure. Would we? And that's, would we? The, that's, that, that's the difference in quality. You know, but you, you know, yeah. this thing about we're a young team, we're not a young team. No. Brunt's 35 and the two Norwich are, is Norwich are a young team, Ian. Believe yeah, it or not. But, they're well, not yeah, younger than us. Well, you look at the two lads that started up front, you've got a combined age of 61. So yeah, don't yeah. be telling me it's a young team. Holden said pre-match it was a new team. So this young team thing, it doesn't apply. Let me come on to back to, uh, to, to Dave next. I mean, the substitutions, the first one came on 57 minutes, which is quite early for Holden. It was Backinson coming on for uh, Taylor Moore, who I think, you know, he's going to get some pelters today for not being particularly good, but he's the only one of those three that can play on the left, and he is essentially right-sided. The substitutions and the change in formation, uh, uh, Dave, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, it kind of, it is what it is. It it didn't stop Norwich, did it? You know, Norwich no. still carved open another half dozen, if not more, decent opportunities with it, you know, I, I it might have just helped us in the middle of the park a little bit, but it didn't help us in other positions. I, I, for, for me, the, the problem today was that, you know, the back three that we've talked about, and don't get me wrong, there were good individual performances from out of with the ball in, in our midfield, but as a team without the ball, we were bloody awful today. And that's the difference, you know, they must work day in, day out on team shape with and without the ball. And today without the ball, yeah, well, good enough. There's not, you know, we've, we've talked already about, you know, the, the putting pressure on Steeperman, for example, in the middle of the park. You know, I, I think I tweeted out earlier as well, we've made eight fouls all game. You've got to kick some people up in the air. You know, 2 0 yeah. down. I want to I want to see yeah, a, I want to see a fight. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, we, no, we, we are nasty we were a soft touch all over the pitch today. And that and that's a big difference. And against sides like that, Norwich might be a pretty football team. But they took the hit. They took a booking when when someone was breaking on them. They didn't give a monkey's about that. They're there to win, and we were soft. They had, four, they had four yellows. Yeah, exactly. But, four but yellows. Did. Even yeah. the, the goalkeeper, and and they didn't get one for uh, when Callas uh, uh, got the smack in the face. But yeah, they took tactical fouls, and Bournemouth did the same the other night. But exactly. stronger, they're stronger than us as well. You know, that's yeah. what I can't. That's what I can't get over, and I can never accept on a football pitches. And you think with having a defender, you think with having a defender as a manager, which is what Holden was, that you know you'd have that little bit of steel to put a foot in. But then saying that he plays these two lightweights, Patterson 
and uh, O'Dowda uh, in the middle. I mean, uh, Mark, let's uh, come back to you now for the penalty. I mean, Naki Wells, right? He, he, he didn't have his smiley face on today, and I didn't realise until somebody said, when he missed it, that's six out of the last nine he's taken, which obviously includes ones at QPR. But it was a dreadful penalty miss, and uh, something that Pat Lamb might be bringing him in as a specialist kicker with it was dead centre right above <laughs> the bar into the back row of sand. What, what did you think about that? Well, I, 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 did th- I do think, I know it's easy to say, but I do think Crawl did get a little bit into his head and he just won a happy man. I mean, I think he hit it with more power when he hit the one against uh, Swansea, but the keeper was committed. All he had to do was get it over him into the middle of the net, but he tried that little Penenka, you know, chip when he didn't need to. Just put get the ball in. Don't, don't, try, don't try and uh, score a, wor- a world-beating penalty. Just, just put it in, in the goal. I mean, he was a bit too casual today. He was put in by Hunt on the right, and he scuffed his shot from the free kick. He didn't get a good connection when he was played in across the back line of the defence. Yeah. He had his best shot was the one outside the penalty area, which was just to the left of the post. But really, he had a poor game. It's one you'll you want to forget in a hurry. Very poor. Yeah, what were your thoughts on uh, Naki Wells, uh, Ian, and that uh, penalty miss? I mean, do you think that was with 15 minutes to go? Do you think City had enough about them? If they had gone in, they may have got an equaliser because after it, I mean, Puheka had a shot wide and a shot saved. Guanida had another shot saved late on. They could have made it four. But do you think, you know, if it had gone in, it would have swayed the game to City's advantage or were Norwich just that much better? Well, if, if it had gone in everybody starts thinking slightly differently. Everybody starts panicking a little bit more in the Norwich defence. We throw a few balls in, anything could happen. We could have brought it back to three all. I I said at half-time that the side that scores the next goal could very well win the game because when we attacked Norwich and got on the front foot, they didn't look brilliant defensively. The the problem was we looked worse um, and we were awful in midfield. Um, So... Yeah, I mean, I think if a guy's got a record like that, A, the manager should know it, and he should take him off penalties. Then that begs the question, who do you put on them? And I would imagine it would have to be Jiju's taken them before and missed. Um, or you could possibly put Dave Martin or um, uh, Patterson on penalties. Yeah. But, or Brunt. But, um, or Brunt. I think on the penalties on the pitch. What, what, what well, seems Brunt, to happen? Brunt's legs, Brunt, Brunt, for me, the more I look at Brunt, the more I think his legs are gone. Yeah. I, that, that left foot was a wand at one time. Now, he struggles <laughs> to get the ball across the pitch. So, yeah, no. the, the, the ping isn't there. It was a little bit like um, Tinian got towards the end. He just didn't have the power in his legs to ping that perfect pass. And if you look at some of his set pieces today... Uh, they were the same. No, they didn't have a really good I, I thought he had a really good game against Swansea last week. So you know, let's not write him off for a you know what was a poor yeah. performance today. Yeah. You know, he, he was he pretty much dictated a lot of our play last week against, against Swansea. So you know, I think we just have, you know today wasn't good enough. Rightly criticised one today, but let's not write off his old career based on it. Guys, are you surprised that in a game like this that Masengo and Naj between them, if not both, one of them? didn't get any minutes yet, you know, because that just baffled me, you know, because we spoke in midweek about a midfield this coming, you know, the midfield for Norwich could have been Brunt, Backinson and 
maybe Naj or Masengo, half a game each. Give Pato a rest. He seems quite relaxed about rotating some players. I mean, Rowe replaced by De Silva today. But uh, I don't know. But uh, Dave, you know, this is this is baffling that Masengo and Naj don't get a look in, even when, you know, th- there's a call for them to be included. Yeah, I think it's criminal that they haven't got some minutes over the last two games, at least when they've come back into the 18. I think the midfields look leggy at various points. You know, I'm quite happy for players to bust a gut for 65, 70 minutes and run out of steam mm. and then and then come and replace. But yeah, I think it's I think it's poor use of the substitutes. But, but why why is he why is he doing you know, what what is his problem? I've I've no idea. You know, you know? I accept I accept there's a pecking order of players, you know, some players he's going to rate more than the others, but to, today to not to not get one of them on the pitch at, at some point today was, you know, p- poor use of subs in my opinion. I actually thought the front two, from a footballing point of view, let's take away take out Wells' his missed opportunities. I actually thought Wells got quite involved in the play today. He did. No, and, he and, did and, and, so yeah. I don't think it was the front two that needed a you know a, a replacement. You know, you might go four up top at the end of the game, whatever. But the the problem today was without the ball. We didn't have enough people with enough defensive nafs to uh, to put pressure on the ball yeah. player, and then our back three marks like you know. I got to say, if I'd have, if I'd have been playing at the level I played and, and defended like that, I'd have been absolutely roasted by my manager. It's just, yeah. it's it's not even amateur, you know. It's it's Ian, let me that. let me let me ask your opinion because we talk about when we're not doing podcasts, we're always talking about the bloody midfield, yeah. And here we go again, you know, at a problem. It puts an inexperienced back four. Talk to Dave talked about the shape of the side a few moments ago, and that very first goal, you know, that uh, Pukki scored. But our three central def- three central midfielders, they were stood about five yards apart from each other in the in the middle, very narrow. The Norwich just played through them. But, you know, Ian, what, why won't he do it? Is he letting personal vendettas get into this team selection? Is he so blinkered? Could his coaches not say, Dean, do you think you ought to change it, mate? It's not working. Well, um, just a quick point on Naki Wells. He's actually only scored one out of the last seven penalties he's taken. <laughs> So it's actually worse than we said earlier on. Right. Um, I think that look, if you have got I, – I, when I was doing um, my, my coaching courses and all the rest of it as a, as a younger man, um, they used to get top-class coaches to come and talk to us at the FA. And one time they got Arsene Wenger in. And somebody said to him, how do you get your side to defend better or attack better? He said, well, if you want it to defend better – you have to play more players in it who can defend. Mm. And everybody sort of sat there and thought, yeah, and? And that was his answer. And he, and conversely, he said, if you want a side that can attack better, i.e. us today, you put more attacking players in it. And that's yeah. exactly what happened. You've got three blokes in midfield who, with all respect to them, couldn't tackle their way out of a wet paper bag. No, 100% right. When, when you right. look at it, you you look at our team and you think, you, you, you look at the, we'll call it the back five. You look at the back five and you think, yeah, Jack Hunt would kick you. 
Jada mm. Silva's not going to hurt you. Is Taylor Moore going to hurt you? No. I don't know. Zach Viner probably would. Callas definitely would. Then yeah. you go into midfield and you think Callum O'Dowd is a winger. Jamie Patterson's a winger. Chris, Chris Brown was was a winger, but yeah. now he's he's a an he's old not very mobile and he's he's been moved inside now. If you played Chris Brunt next to Tyreek Backinson from minute one, he'd look better and Backinson would look better. Yeah. But the problem is, if you've only got one, we'll call him a holding midfield player, if you've only got one of those, then they're going to get overrun, particularly if you get a side goes 4-2-3-1. Because their three are up against our one. Yeah, but we've been saying that. We've been... Yeah. Now, in terms of what, what of Dean Holden... No, they are. Let's get... Sorry. In, in terms of what Dean Holden can see and what he can't see, he's obviously doesn't see the same game as me because I'd have made this change seven or eight games ago. And you, yeah. you've got... He doesn't, see the same, he doesn't see the same game as, what, 80%, probably I'm saying 80 just to be a bit conservative, 80% of the people are saying on the forum that have been saying it for... Uh, for weeks. I mean, let's come back to midfield again, right? But give, let's give Mark his uh, his big moment. Uh, Mark, you're still there? Yeah. I said, to you, there, yeah. let's come Pressure up on. with your Mark's player ratings, to give them their right terminology. Let's let Mark give his player rating. So, Mark, over to you first. I'll say, Mr. Bentley in goal. What would you give him? Uh, well, yeah, I'd give him between an eight and a nine. He was absolutely fantastic and, and saved us from a cricket score. Yeah. So yeah, eight, eight for him. Eight. All right, Dave and Ian, you sort of com- compliant with that? An eight? Yeah. yeah. He did. He just he did miss one, didn't he? Where he flapped at it, and as they yeah. said on the commentary, he got yeah, away with it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He flapped at a corner as well at the end, but there was no Mid- at the end of it. Central three: Viner, Callas, and Moore in that order, or whatever order you've done them in. Uh, three, four, three. Mm-hmm. Ian. Slightly more generous, that. slightly more generous, four, five, five. Much less generous to me, <laughs> zero, zero, zero. <laughs> oh, Dave. They, they cost us you the game. Dave, what's going on? I could sense you were getting like this, Dave, when I was reading some of your Twitter stuff. I did a 444. I'm going to come back to Callas in a minute, and I'll come back to Dave on that in a minute. Let's go through the rest. So that was that. The, the, the two wingbacks, Mark, Hunt and De Silva. Um, Hunt, I give um, a five. I think some mm-hmm. of the best stuff came through him. Um, De Silva, I give a four. I think he tried, but he, he couldn't get behind his man. I think Aaron's was too was too uh, uh, was too um, you know handy for him. O'Dowda, I give a I give a three. I mean, it's funny about Patterson and O'Dowda. When they get the ball, you watch a team like Norwich. They pass the ball crisply, and then it's the next pass on the move. When the yeah. ball comes to Patterson, no doubt, they're looking up and they just got the ball stuck to their left foot. They do a pirouette. It's like watching Jamal Campbell Rice. Yeah. I always oh, thought God, we all remember him. He was going dr- to turn so much sometimes, he was going to drill himself into the ground eventually. Yeah, going back, too- to, going back to the marks, so, and we'll come back yeah. to O'Dowd in a minute, but you, so you gave uh, Hunt a five to Silver a four. a four. I mean, for my part, I gave Hunt a six. I marked him up because he did get the goal. Yeah, I think tips yeah. on the... Uh, Tips on the, one of the messages here was saying about Hunt. There's no cover for Hunt at right back, and you have some puff. In fairness, I think Viner could play there. So I gave Hunt a six. I gave De Silva a six. But listening and talking, I'd probably mark that down to a five because he got caught out of possession a couple of times when he was up the field that allowed them to break. What were your thoughts so on the wing backs, uh, Dave? 
I gave Hunt a six and I gave De Silva a six. I yeah, so I thought they were both both they kind of earned their money today, just about. I yeah. I gave I gave Hunt a six because he got the goal and gave De Silva a five. De, yeah. De Silva for a little guy. I don't know, perhaps it's just the shirt he's got on or he's got some padding underneath, but he looks like he's carrying a little bit of wood to me from where <laughs> he was. Now, let's not get <laughs> fattest on this uh, on this live show. Regular biscuits in during lockdown, I expect. Again, that was well, what somebody was, was in their merry mitts a few minutes ago with the old uh, rustly paper, but... Uh, I thought it was space <laughs> dust. Some people say, oh, you've got to do the player rating. So, Mark, Brum, Pato and O'Dowdy. You sneaked as O'Dowdy's Mark a moment ago, but just repeat those three again. Yeah, Brunt, Brunt a five. Uh, O'Dowdy, I'd give, well, I'll go down to about a, a three for O'Dowdy, four for Patterson. Yeah. Um, okay, Wells. Uh, yeah, that's it. we'll come on to the strikers in a minute. Dave, Dave and Ian, do you agree Matt, with that? Is he being a bit harsh? Um, I thought O'Dowdy was the best of the three, actually. I mean, he massive, didn't do massively, a lot. Dis- massively disagree, Dave. I, I got Brunt, Brunt mm. as a four, I yeah. got Patterson as a six. Don't get me wrong. Pat, I thought Patterson did some good stuff with the ball today. Mm. Let's, let's not talk about the off the ball stuff. And he was pretty creative. Um, yeah. O'Dowda for me, and you know, some kind of pains me to say. I thought it was our best player today, and you know, I gave him a, I gave him a seven, and I was I was bordering on eight, but it was a you that's no, oh, that's brave, brave. We're not going to castigate you for that. I'm not, as you know, he's not my favourite player. Uh, Ian, um, your thoughts on the midfield? Oh. I, O'Dowd is six, Brunt five, Patterson six. You've got to remember yeah. Patterson takes some, took some really good set pieces and he looked like the one player that we had that when he got on the ball, he wanted to pass it forward if he could. Um, yeah. But we, it, it, it's, it, until we get this formation properly sorted and, and, and sort the midfield out, it, we're, we're going to keep having these discussions, I'm afraid. Against a decent side, Ian, it, it, it's... It's proved now, and you have to give it. You have to give it two or three games to to, to make those those calls. It's proved against the, the good sides that it's not robust enough. That's probably my, my word for it's, it. It's uh, when I you're out of possession. That's the that's the problem. When we're out of possession, we we look like we can get murdered. We're not well, a bad we attack inside, we'll and there was the, we're not a bad <clears> attack inside, and we put together some good moves. Not as fluent as Norwich, but we did have chances. We just didn't well, take. Well, we had chances against Bournemouth. I mean, Mark, yeah. just a final two marks, Martin. And Wells, what do you give uh, the two guys there? Uh, Martin, I'll give a six. Sam Wells, a five. Yeah, I did a seven and a five because of the shot that Martin had. And I marked Wells down because he did miss the penalty. Uh, Ian and Mark, uh, Ian and uh, Dave, disagree with those significantly or not really? Six and a five for me. Uh, Martin, yeah, borderline seven I'd I'd go along with. But I'd say six and a five because um, neither of them scored. Yeah, same, same here. Do you agree with that? I'm not going to bother with the substitutes because they didn't seem to uh, make that much difference. Now, Steve on here, uh, on one of the text messages, he said, you have to remember that Cod and Pato are being asked, or not, to do a role that's not their natural and probably not ideal. So, you know... Why are they playing there then? <laughs> well, yeah, because maybe they want to play. Maybe they want to play. I mean, we keep coming back. I mean, what... Based on his current thinking, and I put this on Otim, and, and I think somebody disagreed with you, based on Holden's current thinking and this fixation, right? When Williams comes, when Williams is fit, will he get into that side? I guess he might. But Liam Walsh, right? Where is he going to fit in? 
And, you know, D- Dave, I mean, if you're Liam or Liam's agent, you're sitting here thinking, I ain't going to, yeah, I don't fancy being here, this manager. You know, where am I going to fit in this team? What do you, what do you think, Dave? Um, I think if we go back to Williams to start with, Williams will be thinking, how can I not be in this team when I'm fit? I would, I would have thought. Um, Walsh, I imagine his position's changed massively from the from the summer on the back of his injury, and I think you know same same from Morel as well. I think both of them would have been well in the frame to to play, let's say a, a, a serious amount of minutes this season. I'm not saying playing every week, but they'd have, they'd have been you know in one game out the other in in another. You know they'd have played to quite a bit of minutes, and and then a couple of weeks ago when we were winning, Walsh might be sat there with Asia thinking. Bloody hell, I might not get back in the team here. You know, this is all working all right. And then over the last couple of weeks, he's probably thinking more like Williams, how can I not get in this team? But it, it requires a, a you know, a change of thought process from Holden around how he plays those midfield three. And I think, you know, it's got you know, I'd be very disappointed if it isn't clear to him that you can't play the term I hate, six and two eights against teams like Norwich. Not no. with the not with the players that he's played in there. You know. You know, if you if you played that with Williams playing a bit more box to box, for example, that that makes a that makes quite a difference to the to the strength of the midfield. But yeah. until we see those guys fit after the international break, we're going to have to hopefully scrape through the next two games and note for note. Well, they're not going to be they're not going to be easy. Cardiff are losing at the moment as we speak. Huddersfield are winning. I think it's Millwall, but uh, there's no we know there's no easy games. I mean, Ian, it, you know this. This fixation that he seems to have with Pato, I get it that maybe Backinson and Williams, he's got the two box-to-box players there. But then, you know, he seems to have reverted to O'Dowda. Do you think, I mean, O'Dowda's not done much worthy of note in four years. Do you think O'Dowda would be the one to make way for Walsh, which still keeps Masengo and Nash out in the cold? But, you know, he's going to have this problem in four weeks' time, yeah, when the international break is gone. Yeah, so how do you think he's going to tackle it? Or do you think he's so blinkered, yeah, that, you know, he's just going to have his head in the stand? Well, first of all, let's see if they're fit, because we've heard this before. The same is weird that Walsh was going to sign a contract when he spoke to Jeff Twentyman, and that was four or five weeks ago. Um, Williams said he'd be back for the Barnsley game. He said that himself, or available for the Barnsley game. Um, and then he's out for another month on top of that. So let's wait until they're available. I think the two of them, um, if particularly if you're going to play a three, walk into the team. And mm. you played, I played them in there with with uh, Backinson. So yeah, yeah. Played... just 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 on that, Ian. I, I, you know, sorry to to. to no, you in. carry on. And, uh, I can't remember who it was said about. In, it was a Premier League player, but I guess we we said the same about Corey Smith. Some players' um, kind of profile enhances when they're not in the team, and I think those two over the last three weeks have played themselves into the team without playing, haven't they? Well, I think if you look at, I mean, I was very, very much against Walsh going out on loan for as long as he did last season. I wanted him mm. recalled last November because he was he was tearing up trees for Coventry. Yeah. Um, now, I know it's only in League One, but I look at some of our players and I'm thinking, would they look that great in League One? And if you look at the side that won the championship in League One, would they have got in that? Um, and um, 
I, I think, no, I take your point, but if they're fit and you're going to play three in midfield, now my point on Pato is that, yes, you can play him in, in, in the side, but if you're going to play 3-5-2, you play 3-4-1-2 and you put Pato is the one behind the two strikers because mm. he has got a chance of creating some stuff. But you play, you must, 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 must play two solid midfielders behind him. If you're not going to do that, then leave mm. him out and play three solid midfield players. Try and play the game in their half, mm. dominate possession, get the ball wide, get crosses in and play Martin in uh, Jiju or Martin in Semenyo down the middle and get some crosses in, play some nice little through balls and let's see if we can't score some. And I think that just, yeah. it just makes makes you a more solid team and difficult to play through. Well, again, yeah. they certainly give us more balance and you've got something like Walsh. I mean, at Coventry, he was running past people and scoring goals. I remember in the FA Cup, he scored a couple of goals. He didn't get that many, Mark, so, did he? He scored three. Well, he got a couple, he, he's got the yeah. ability got to do that. He's got high-profile goals. Yeah, so but he can, he can shoot. And, he, and, and, and Ian said this before, he can ping a pass. Alongside two holding midfield players like Backinson uh, and Williams, who I think is the box-to-box player, perhaps to replace, looking to replace Josh Brownhill, you'd have more of a balanced central midfield there. So that they they would be be my choice, but in the next few weeks until they're fit, we've only got a couple of games uh, after after this Friday's game. We don't play again until we play Derby uh, at home on the yeah. twenty on the twenty first. And they're winning at Bournemouth as we uh, write this. I mean, let's let's again let's get back to Williams. Just like to know people's view on this. I mean, if back in nineteen sixty seven, I think it was the first player Alan Dick signed was John Galley, and he joined the club and he had an injured ankle and he missed the first couple of games and he came back and his first game was a hat trick at Huddersfield. When we signed Williams, yeah, did we know we were getting a player that was gonna miss four months of the season? And no, he, it, he got injured in, in the preseason friendly at Phelan after after the after right, we played okay. Cheltenham, we played Cheltenham on the lunchtime, where we played a kind of mixed side, yeah. and then they had a an interclub friendly that afternoon up at up at Phelan, okay. and and he got injured in that. All right, that's uh, that, that's fair. And now the other thing uh, that they were saying, this is what Gary O'Neill said, who was one of the studio guests. They were talking about life under Dean Holden, and he pretty much said, "Where's the effect that the players are enjoying it under Dean?" Holden more because it's slightly more relaxed and you know not so intense. Tips has contributed here again. He said he's picked up on a point you've made, Dave. Although as every player is seemingly told exactly what to do, there's no freedom. Backinson is being shackled. I mean, do you think it's? Do you think the players are benefiting? Uh, uh, Dave first. Yeah. Do you think the players are benefiting from a slightly more relaxed uh, style of Holden approaches? Do you think it's true that it's a more relaxed style in training? I certainly. It might be in, in training. We see some, you know, fun videos come out. I, I don't think what I see on the pitch is rigidity in, in our mm. system at all. I, I think, it, if anything, it, it's probably too open at, at, at times and not disciplined enough. Certainly, certainly without the ball, and that's something that they'll. They'll need to work on. It. They'll need to work on it really hard as well. But you know, that's that's just my view. I think Backinson breaking forward as he did against Bournemouth a few times, and I noticed it today where the roles broke down with him, and that's where Ian 
you know, it just exemplifies the point that you need that holding midfielder like a Brunt or somebody behind just to correct him when Backinson does venture forward and lose the ball. A bit like KP used to do a few times, wasn't it? Where he'd go forward on the front foot, lose it, and then everybody's uh, under pressure again, yeah? Yeah, this is, this is why if you played... I mean, another alternative is you leave Patterson uh, out altogether... And and you you play four five one with two wide well sorry you, you play Patterson on on the left O'Dowd on the right and play three proper midfield players and the idea is for Patterson and O'Dowd to join in as much as possible with Chris Martin if he's the one it, yeah. it just makes you more solid and more difficult to play against so it yeah. it, it it depends what you want to do but we can't play the better sides in the division. And Norwich are going to be there or thereabouts at the end of the year. And I said it um, at the start of the season, and I'll, I'll say it now. Um, but we made it very, very easy for them today. And if you've got yeah. three midfield players across midfield who slow down, who can slow players down, so in, in it, um, the lad that was uh, players were getting their head up, and pinging balls over the top. Now, you don't see many teams do that. And normally, if the central defenders are are left to do it, then we'd cut it out with headers. But um, it, it, it's it's definitely worth worth looking at that, just so people don't know um, exactly how we're going to play. Well, and that's it. Um, that's what that's what we've said though. That this last week has Dean got a plan B? I mean, okay, he switched to four four two in the end today, but there was a mishmash of players on, wasn't there? You know, we had uh, we had Martin and Diju and Semenyo on up there. It just looked a bit of a mess. And I quite like the idea of 4-5-1. Uh, yeah, as you say, it gives a bit more solidity. And would you four, could you have a four of Viner, Moore and Callas and De Silva, although that's still... You know, that's leaving out Hunt, but is that better? Would, would, would that be the four, Dave, if you did a four-five-one based on what we've got now? I think I'd probably rather have Jack Hunter as my predominant. He'd be in there. And, and then mix the... So, Hunt, Moore and Callas. Yeah, that, so that, that, does look, that does look better, basically. I'd, I prob- I'd got to be honest, Dave. Dave, I'd probably put Zach Vider in ahead of uh, Taylor Moore at the moment because... Yeah, I think his confidence is not. So I played Zach Viner and I played Callas to the left of the two of them because uh, he's played there for the Czech Republic. He has. Um, at the moment, it's a toss-up between Jada Silva and Tommy Rowe at left-back because I'm, I don't think either of them are playing brilliantly. And I'd no, no. play Jack Hunt, Jack Hunt at right-back. I'd leave Taylor Moore on the bench. Yeah. And that way you get extra players into the midfield and I very much want to play the game in their half and get crosses into the box yeah. because the other thing we've got to do is get players in the box. Is he yeah. is he gonna have to is he gonna have to give up the three five two sooner rather than later because I mean because because we've got nobody no other central defenders to come in, special central defenders unless you put Tommy Rowe in it it left centre back. Um, well, no, Mark. Took, he's gonna. Took... He's, he said he's gonna sign a free agent, and he, and he was a bit yeah, quiet. Yeah, what Ryan shot him or something like that. Well, they, they. He was a bit quiet. They said to him, "How about Ashley Williams?" And he said, "No, Ashley's not been training, so it, it definitely won't be him." Um, 
So it could be that they're already talking to Ryan Schott, oh, yeah. who has also got the advantage of being, being able to throw the ball. Local he's a long throw. But is he going to be fit? Is he going to be fit? Because surely soon as, you know, we should have gone for him 10 days ago when Mawson got injured. Yeah, maybe some could have said yeah. we should have gone for him before that. If we'd have gone for him 10 days ago, there's a fighting chance that he might have been able to play half a game Fit, fit enough for an hour after the international break. But if you go and get him now, yeah, he's not going to play in the next two games. So he's got three weeks to get fit. Is that viable? It seems to be, maybe, these days. I don't yeah, know. I mean, he's sat, he's, I mean, the thing with, with Dean is he's, he set his art on 3 5 2, much like Steve Cottrell did. You can see what he wants to do. He's got two things against him right now three central defenders, one of whom really needs a rest. But he can't because he's uh, one injury or one suspension away. From uh, from from you know losing one of those one of those uh, free free players. Plus, he's playing two central midfield players in Patterson and O'Dowda that leave the central midfield unbalanced. So he's yeah. making it harder well, for what I'm saying. Is he, he's he's yeah. making it a lot harder for himself at the moment, Dean. I think something might might have to change. We might have to just to carry this on, and then in the uh, in the international break, work on maybe a formation change. Or a different a different tactical change. I don't know, but I think yeah. he, he signs another player in the international break. Then hopefully Joe Williams comes back, and or Liam Walsh, whenever that is. We we open pray we, we get some specialists in there because otherwise Masengo and Nadia you've got to play some minutes in those next couple of days games. Otherwise you you think what the hell's going on? Well, let's look forward. Let's look forward to the next game, which is uh, on. Is it Tuesday or Wednesday night? Tuesday against Huddersfield. Tuesday. Yeah. I just filled up at whatever they call the stadium now. Can't remember. John Smith's. Other, 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 beer, other beers are available. There you go. All right, um, Dave. I'm sure you've got it on your working paper somewhere. What can we expect up at Huddersfield? You know, they've done. They've. Uh, I'm just looking at the league table as we speak, and they're uh, they're winning at the moment, and they're one point they're one point behind us. So, uh, what what do we expect out there? Footballing side, or uh, you know, or what? <laughs> um. Yeah, they're a bit they're a bit difficult to determine at the moment. In, in, in fairness, um, they they've mixed their formations between the back three and the back four, um, and you know I think the only thing I'd, I'd say is that they're a, under Cordoba and being a he's not a Bielsa disciple. He was at Leeds before he was actually uh, before Bielsa came there, but they will they will press the ball, um, but they don't really have a discernible style. I think mm-hmm. if Bakuna plays in the middle for them, a lot will go through him. But I think, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll miss Carla Grant, who's just gone to West Brom as well. It's quite a big, big loss for them. So I just hope we don't play anything like we did against them last season, because that's probably one of the... Oh, God, that was one of Johnson's worst uh, nights, wasn't it? And that ended... Uh, he had a player on loan, wasn't it, who never played a game for us after that, because he had a few that he made scapegoats. Oh, it was Henrikson. Hen- Henrikson. Mar- Marcus Henrikson. Henrikson. He'd have kicked someone out there today, though. Oh yeah, yeah, he would. I remember when he, again, in, in, against Derby, I think it, I don't know if he kicked Rooney, but he kicked a few players. I thought I like the look of him, and then he just disappeared down a hole and never came <laughs> back up, did he? <laughs> yeah. Remember against Leeds, he was poor, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, Ian, do you think? Do you think? I mean, let's. You know, they're, they're all tough games in the Championship. We know that, but I mean, it's not beyond the realms of possibility based on the last five performances that we could easily lose the next two games, yeah? And is there any pressure on Holden? Well, 
because of what was said before his appointment, I think there is. Um, if Steve Lansdowne hadn't been big time and started chatting to... Um, Who's got the drill? Like, that sounds like a drill in the No, it's a Dyson. I can tell. It's got the weak sound of a Dyson vacuum cleaner. <laughs> it's okay. Right. Yeah. I think you've got... Um, it, he was the, you know, the chosen one, shall we say. Uh, now, whether he was carefully chosen is, a, is another matter. But, yeah, I think he is under pressure because the fan base will want to see an improvement. There's no point, as I said earlier on, absolutely no point in sacking Lee Johnson for more of the same. Might as well have hung on to the bloke and saved yourself a few, Bob. Yeah. Um, so if, if Steve Lansdowne would have said... Um, Look, you know, say a week after Lee Johnson was gone, we're going to put Dean in on a one-year contract to see how it goes. COVID, austerity, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I think the fan base would have gone, yeah, all right. Okay, yeah, we'll I get that. that. Everybody, everybody's in the same boat. He didn't. And with all the weight, and, and it's, it's, it was very much, I, I look back at some stuff that when we brought in Lee, and, you know, the sort of names that were being banded about were Brendan Rogers, Nigel Pearson. And mm. all of a sudden, Steve Lansdowne went, ladies and gentlemen, Lee Johnson. Lee Johnson. Yeah. And it's like, it's like going down the Colston Hall and you think you're going to sit here Pavarotti and I walk out. And it, it, it was... <laughs> uh, it was a bit of a, I, mean, I mean, to say it was to say it was an anti-climax, you know, ladies and gentlemen of Bristol, it's Ian Gay. <laughs> and he was the, oh, we, and, and Lee John, not just Lee Johnson, Ian Lee Johnson. Lee, he was always our first choice. Johnson, I think, just made that was the icing yeah, on the cake. And, and, I don't think same. he was. I don't think anybody was ever interviewed other than Johnson for that. No, role so so if you because I've been the view that the affiliation that the Lansdowns have with the Johnson is that Lee Johnson was always going to get the manager's gig. It's just that it came maybe three or four years, one or two jobs earlier than one might have expected. But there you go. Yeah, I mean, it, it would. It, and to be honest, I think because of that, then the pressure is on Dean Holden because we want to improve and we finished eighth. So the only way yeah. you're going to really improve on that is to get in the playoffs. And yeah. if we don't get in the playoffs, then the question can reasonably be asked, well, why did we make a change and have that upheaval? Yeah. Let me ask Dave your view on that because you are the voice of reason. You're a little bit like edgy Dave compared to what you normally are. Uh, <laughs> You know, sort of, you know, not as bad as certain other people in terms of don't don't rock the boat too much. And that's nobody on this uh, podcast, by the way. Um, do you think he's under any pressure? Do you think it makes it easier that there is no crowd to bay in the direction of, dare I say it, the Ashton and the Lansdowne? You know, if things start going a bit, are we overreacting? You know, somebody put a thread on OTIP, he must go. And then quite rightly, he got shot down and pilloried for saying it because, you know, of whatever. But when when does the pressure start to tell, uh, Dave? I, I think from a club perspective, he's he's under pressure now. We've gone five games without a win. Um, mm -hmm. You know, he's got the benefit of we started the season pretty well and he had a pretty decent end to, to last season yeah, as well. Yeah. But, but he's, mm -hmm. but he's, he's absolutely un under pressure. And, you know, if it... If it carries on without a win going into the break, that's then seven games. Mm. 
you know. So he could be Streaky Dean. Yeah, but you know, I think we've been we've been found out by two decent teams in Bournemouth and Norwich. Mm. Okay, and, and and I think the nature of the championships, those those top teams will will expose our weaknesses, and we've got plenty of them. But I think we we have to. We probably have to see, you know, I think probably Huddersfield and Cardiff, if we look at where they are in the league, they're mid-table clubs. They're probably similar-ish to us. You might agree that Cardiff Mm. probably got a bit more stature than us from, you know, over over recent times. But I think those two games going into a, you know, international break and giving us 11 games a quarter of a season to judge, we'll see where we are there. And, and, And I think if... If we don't, if we, if we lose both of them, for example, then you could say, well, that's that's looking a bit worrying because up yeah. until now, the only teams that have really exposed us are the good teams. But then you start yeah. saying, well, if, if the middle teams start exposing us as well, does that mean we're we're a bottom half club? Well, so I'm, Rocky, I'm, well, I, I think he's under under pressure. I don't think he's under serious pressure at the moment. No. But I think I think you'll get pressure from the from the fan base if. If this run continues, but it's not so I think be, it's important it's two games. Yeah, it's not going to be. It's not going to be loud. Just chip in, is it? Yeah, go on, Mark. I was coming to you next. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean. I, well, I'm let me ask you a question, Mark. It's probably when you answer that one, but let me ask you as well. He was he was told we were bringing the best in on the coaching side to support him. The fact that they probably would have got made redundant by the FA and a summer clear out by the by. But do you think he is being ably assisted by Messrs Dowling? Downing and Simpson, who are all sort of stood on the touchline today, and like, well, don't look at me, it's not my lineup. Do you think he's being helped? Well, is is he the loudest voice in the room? Because I think the editor, the other two, have got to take a responsibility. And you think that was the reason the club brought them in? Was it on his say so, or was that down to Mark Ashton? They're two two quality coaches of of England uh, under twenty, under seventeen, under nineteen. Two good coaches brought some excellent players through, and I'd hope that they'd. Um, you know they they get to get together and and, and make some change changes to to our tactics. It's not a time to panic. If we keep no. losing games and we do get found out by the by the by worse sides, yeah. But I think in in a COVID world, I mean, the, the prime minister's got a press conference Sunday later today. For all we know, um, we could go into a national well, lockdown and come on to that lose the next two games. Come on to that as a as a final topic in a minute, and I think the but not time to, not time to, not time to panic. We can still get no. this right. One win out, one win out of the uh, next two and gives it, us seventeen points right. from the first That's ten. It's not, not a disaster. I think uh, Johnson, not Lee, but the other Pratt, uh, is on at five o'clock rather than four. <laughs> I mean, let me throw a couple of things in here. Who watched it on Sky and who still watch it on Robin's TV? I was Sky today. You three guys, Sky or Robin's TV? Robin's Sky TV. Sky. So who was who was Robin? Mark was Robin's me, TV. Me, yeah, yeah. And you, I Dave would... and Ian, you watch it on Sky, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think the Robin's TV commentary is pretty good. I think their show is pretty good. So I I watch it on Sky today. I thought the commentator on there. You need to do your research if you're on a mainstream broadcaster. You don't call. Nacky Wells, bloody Nicky Wells. That's as bad as Elias Son the other week. All right, so that's just a view. But anybody think Sky was any better than Robin's TV? I, I did. Maybe the pre and post match looks a bit more plush. But I, I thought Robin's, Robin's TV were clutching a bit his straws at time. You, you knew we were like hanging on by our fingertips um, right. at times in the first half, and you're thinking, "Oh, City can find their way back into this." 
and it, you know, it, it, it didn't. You know, at times it was a bit, a bit too. It was a little bit too partisan. It was a bit too proud. Okay, they got, they got. Oh yeah, but I mean that they were weren't weren't as realist. It just a, a couple of times it harked back to Blackburn, and you're thinking, mm. what are you watching? And then they correct itself. What they have done with Robin's TV is they put much better summarizers in. Yeah, um, from running Gail Martin, is it to Gary? No, it's Gary. Was it Gary O'Loughlin or somebody? Gary uh, is that the guy? Actually. Gary Probert. Sorry, he was he was good. Um, Gail Martin's manager, been great. Dave. Uh, and um, Tinian has been has been terrific, and they could you can really they really feel for the players. They got a, they know exactly what they're talking about, and their summary is terrific. Yeah, um, I, I think that the commentator today, Toby, was you know maybe clutching at straws a couple of times, but it's generally been very good. No, that's good. Um, the the, the go problem on, is that with with Robin's TV, it, it's an in-house broadcaster, so you're never yeah. going to get much criticism of the manager. It will be very guarded because they, they don't want to lose their job. And the guy that does the commentary, Toby, I think he's a subcontractor to the club. But if he starts um, slating them left, right and centre... Oh, he won't be doing it. He won't be doing it anymore. No. I can remember, I'm going back 30 years now when Joe Jordan was there and I was doing it on the old GWR. And this was in the promotion season. Joe, he literally had me in his office and he said, you're criticising my players. In fact, he didn't mean me. It was Ken Knight. He was he he a co-commentator <laughs> like that, yeah. But, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, you know you, you, you've got to be careful in the media. You're not going to buy yeah. a hand of feed you because that's who gets paid. Dave, I ask you, you're, you're the scientist amongst us. Um, I noticed that the way... <laughs> the way Professor Fev, I think out. that's it. I think that's it. He should be the professor. Professor Fevs. Right. Is it psychological? I know Notice today that we kicked towards the south stand in the first half, whereas we usually like to kick towards that end in the second half with the home crowd sucking it in. Not that they're there at the moment. Do, do you think it's psychological which way a team plays first half versus second yeah, at home? I think it, uh, not. Not really. Certainly not in in COVID times. Anyway, I, you know, I always think that. Although we kick to the south stand sec- second half, don't we normally as our as our choice? I I think you know you've got the away team kicking towards their away fans. So I, I was a bit. Does it really make any difference? I, I don't know. It's not relevant. It's not relevant. It, it might, All right, it might be, but it it doesn't. Well, I, I know some teams if they you know if they win the toss they'll they'll try and make us kick the opposite way, maybe for a bit of yeah. you know unfamiliarity. But um, I, I, I don't know. Others might have a different view to me. Albuquerque has put a good little uh, point on here, his little text message his on the screen. going to wear out in a minute. I know, I know. He's been banging away there <laughs> in the background. He said, remember our hopes for points after 10 games. We're not far off it. I've still got that scribbled down on a piece of paper. And after the first four games, we all looked like, you know, we were going to be well short. But I think we're going to struggle to hit some of those with the, those two games coming up. All right, look, just to wrap up, I mean, it looks like as we sit here, we are going into lockdown. Right, uh, full lockdown, yeah. But schools can stay open, and you can go out and buy a tampon if you want to, yeah, because that's an essential purchase. No, no, it's not applicable to any of us. That's a handbrake turn. That's a handbrake turn there. Um, do we think, on a scale of one to ten, ten being yes and one being absolutely no chance? I'll come to Ian first. Just sort of just a number on a scale of one to ten. Is there any chance that the twenty twenty one season? 
could be suspended because I think if we're going into lockdown, it ain't going to be for two weeks. It could end up being for six, even into the new year. So one to 10, suspension, end of the season, a bit like it was in 39-40. Ian, well, your, your score and... and Ian was ranked at 39-40, wasn't he? Mm, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me, me, and Bobo, you know, sing, yes. listen, listen to a few songs, tell a few jokes, go out and kill it, go out and kill a few japs. Um, you went from Bobo to Noah with Bristol City. Yeah, no, I know. So, Ian, what do you, what do you think? Because it seems, well, it all seems to be. What do you think? What's being mooted is a tier four because he can't call it a lockdown because that's what Starmer asked for. So Premier League. It's going to be a tier four. I wouldn't be surprised if they kept the football going because with no fans in the ground, I don't think you're going to get fans back anytime soon, let's put it that way. I think they'll keep it going because it keeps people... It gives people something to talk about apart it does. from the lockdown. It keeps the workers, it keeps the work, it keeps the peasants in front of their television, you know, because they yeah. they've cut back a bit on pheasant shooting. I read somewhere today, but it keeps the masses. <laughs> yeah, it does keep the masses quiet. You know, we've got to look after the working man and let let him have his football. We'll let him have that. So, what do you think? Sort of, you're you're, you're giving it about five. You're saying. Not really. You don't think it is going to be. Suspended. No, I, I think that I think there's a, probably a seven out of ten chance. Yeah, if not, is football an essential service? Well, it is really for a lot of us. Well, I'm not missing it, but yeah. what do you think, Dave? So, so naught is that we'll curtail the season uh, and ten nor is we'll nor is, is we, is we carry on. Ten is we curtail it immediately or within two weeks. Okay, all right. in which case I think we're probably somewhere like a. In this initial announcement, I think we're probably at something like a two or a three. I think football, okay. will, carry, football will carry on. They've got a testing protocol out there, it's certainly in the championship. Lower down, that might be a different different cut yeah. fish. But... Yeah. And uh, Mark? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I was going to say from the high end, but after hearing your two, I'd, I'd say maybe a five. I mean, if you said it's an essential service, from a morale point of view, I mean, football is a measure of where we are with COVID because, of course, we won't see full stadiums again until we, we've got a vaccine or a good therapeutic. Oh, um, but that's not going to be. Yeah, I'd say it's it? free. It's an essential service because <laughs> I mean, it's going to be it's going to be depressing, isn't it? Uh, yeah. If we've got to go through another national <clears throat> lockdown, I think Johnson's going to be going up to tier seven before before. He actually gives he gives <laughs> gives over to a, fu- yeah. a full a full national lockdown because he he, he don't want to be uh, he don't be accused uh, of, of his sixteenth view turn, does he? Guys, we're on sixty six one hour sixty one hour six minutes. So we've had a good session today. I knew it would be lively. We've had our biggest live audience for a while. Not to be uh, unexpected because uh, you know there was a lot to talk about. I mean, the game was all over by uh, by. Well, when it went to 3-1, definitely, in the missed penalty. 47 minutes. Uh, 47, there you go. Um, guys, I think uh, we did a we did one uh, after the midweek game, and I know you're uh, you're working now, Dave. I don't know if you're available in the middle of the day, whether we do one between now and Cardiff, but uh, I think there's going to be plenty to talk about. We might even have a new signing to talk about if we do one midweek, mightn't we? Yes. So, um, yeah. I, I, I'm unlikely to be available during the day. You are. Let's, let's, we'll let's, see. We'll, 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 we'll I've got yeah. Tuesday to Friday off, would you believe? Well, so, that's great. Yeah, yeah so right. we had a, we had a absorb the US election result. We've had to absorb the US election result as well. <laughs> that will be interesting. Yeah, no, it's been a good it's been a good session uh, 
today, chaps. Uh, you know, yeah, lively, more, te- more intensity to talk about. than it was on the pitch, I think. I, I, I agree with that 100% because we are too nice, you know, and oh God, how much I wish we had a Pat Lamb. I think Pat Lamb could actually manage Bristol City to be a half-decent football side, even though he's a rugby man. But uh, that's my parting shot. Guys, enjoy the rest of your uh, Saturdays, and I'm sure we'll all be glued to our televisions in uh, an hour. But uh, this is going to be uploaded on uh, the uh, Podbeam app very shortly and on Spotify and maybe a couple of other platforms where I can work out how to do it. Um, Guys, thanks for your time and your contribution as always. Have a good weekend. All the best. Yeah, Cheers. stay safe and uh, yeah, chin up. Let's uh, let's all hope it, 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 the tide turns. We get back to winning ways Tuesday. Hopefully. All right. Cheers, guys. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you still the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. All the McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.